That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and I hope happy holidays to you and yours. I hope you're around family and having a good time this time of the season. Um, but if you're watching this show, you're even having a better time because you got a fantasy playoff to win. Um, and it's big stakes right now. We already got things happening. We got games tomorrow. We got games Sunday. We got a lot going on. Let's get it started. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Being a football player, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. Taking a shower is the least part of our concern, so we just got to get people to show up. Jeez, oh, please. Well, happy holidays to you and yours. We appreciate you guys. Um, it's, again, it's playoff time, so we got to get your lineup set, and uh, so we're here to break it on down for you. Um, I do have Justin coming in here shortly, but while we're waiting for him to get things set up, I will sit here and set things up as let's pay those bills. Go to Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Um, all, lots of great uh, stuff coming up this week and for the playoffs even uh, and beyond. So make sure you get signed up. Uh, again, promo code TSS, we're doubling that deposit. Also, go to... Uh, Jazz Sportsbooks, lots of great promos there as well. So make sure you go check that out. And um, if you're looking for some championship bling for that soon-to-be champion, use uh, Pro-Am Belts. There's nothing quite like them. They are the shizzle, my nizzle. All right, let's bring Justin in. Welcome, Justin Jesus Herrera to the building. Welcome in, my friend. Yo, how's it going, buddy? It's going well. Um my internet's going a little better than yours, apparently. How's it going? Happy holidays. Yeah, out of nowhere, your internet is has made the turn, and my internet is absolutely shitty. But that's uh, that's because the household that I'm in right now is currently full, and everybody has internet. So uh, everybody's on a device. But um, I'm I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm on my phone. So don't give me too much shit for it. Now you can give me as, as much shit as possible for it. Um, but uh, yeah, excited to help some people win some championships and win semifinals. This show is built on giving people shit, my friend. All right, let's get things going. Um, we got our our medical expert in the building with injuries we need to discuss for a big week. Uh, for our listeners, let's bring in Brian Scott from the injured list. Hello, what hello. is up, Brian? Happy holidays to you, you and yours, my friend. We won't see you on Wake Up, uh, the uh, Christmas Eve special on Sunday, so... 
Merry Christmas to you and yours, my friend. Thank you, gentlemen. Same to you guys. Uh, enjoy your holidays. Be safe. Have a good time. Hopefully, Santa treats you well. Absolutely. To you and yours as well. Um, all right. Well, let's go right. over some uh, things that are not so happy for some people uh, or maybe happy for some. Some injury news. What's going on? Yeah, it's with some been, a, been a crazy uh, last week here, uh, last few weeks um, at the worst time ever for me. I am in the semifinals in my Yahoo League going for a championship against the number one seed. I have a fighting chance. So hopefully the guys I have in my lineup will, will suffice. Um, let's start out with the quarterback position. Zach Wilson is officially out with his concussion, has not cleared. Trevor Lawrence is questionable with his concussion. Didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday, but did get in a session today. We'll see if he gets cleared. Um, that has not been official yet. Will Olivas is dealing with a sprained ankle. Didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday. Had a limited practice today. Officially listed as questionable. Might be a game-time decision. Tannehill apparently will get the start if Levis can't go. Uh, but the running back position, Jonathan Taylor will make his return. He will be playing probably with that thumb wrapped up and taped up and everything, but he is officially off the injury report. And that's about right. We predict it'll be about four weeks from the time he had the surgery, which is it is. Um, so we were pretty accurate with that one. Um Zach Moss, in the meantime, is dealing with some type of forearm injury that he had last week and could not, for the life of me, find out what exactly it is or what may have happened. I saw the play. It was at the goal line. Um, couldn't really tell what it was, but it, no one's mentioned anything about a fractured forearm, so I don't know what else it could really be. Um, despite that, uh, he hasn't practiced at all this week, um, and they play tomorrow, so I don't think Zach Moss is going to be in there. It looks like Jonathan Taylor is going to get a bulk of the work. Um, despite that thumb having to be wrapped up. So we'll have to see if ball security is an issue. Uh, Kenneth Walker is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's um, questionable despite um, injuring it last week and playing through the fourth quarter. Uh, he missed Wednesday and Thursday and didn't manage to return to practice today. So I don't think this is going to stop him from being in the lineup. Um, it sounds like he just um, a little banged up, but should be available. Um, Alexander Madison dealing with an ankle injury, missed practice Wednesday and Thursday this week after having sat out last week's game. He did participate limited practice today and is trending towards playing. Um, they did <clears throat> go on to say, though, that Ty Chandler is probably going to get a bulk of the work. So even if Madison does play, it'll probably be in a limited role. Uh, Brian Robinson is officially out with a hamstring injury for the Commanders. This injury occurred week 13. They had a bye week, but he still has not been able to get back on the practice field. A.J. Dillon also dealing with a fractured thumb. Weird that we have two running backs dealing with the same injury. He did not require surgery. They get in several limited practice sessions uh, with it heavily wrapped up this week. With some more practice time, he could be available for the Panthers this weekend. My guess is, depending on how the game unfolds, he might get a limited role uh, because it's the Panthers why risk a guy getting further injured if you're going to whoop them anyway, probably. So uh, Ramondre Stevenson is officially, well, not officially listed as out, but I'm going to guess he's going to be out because he hasn't practiced all week. He missed the last two games with an injury in week 13. Ezekiel Elliott's been carrying the load fairly well for them. So I don't think we're going to see him again. Uh, Josh Jacobs dealing with a quad issue. He got a limited practice in on Friday, but was also, listed with an illness so we'll have to see if this affects his 
availability on Sunday or if um, maybe he gets a limited action, depending on how he's feeling. On a side note, Pacheco for the Chiefs did return to practice this week. McKinnon missed the last two days with a groin injury, but the Chiefs play on Monday night. <clears throat> so I'm not sure if that's going to affect his availability. Um, I do have him in one of my lineups. I'm hoping he plays. I have a couple other running back options. I'm not sure if they're any better, to be honest with you. So I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on this one myself. Uh, surprisingly, at the wide receiver position, Jamar Chase was ruled out this week with the HC joint sprain. I, I didn't even know that happened. Caught me by surprise, as I'm sure it did a lot of you. Keenan Allen, I don't think we ever see him again this season. Dealing with some type of heel issue. <clears throat> I, I just don't know what's going on, but he, he missed Couple weeks, I think, right? Doesn't sound optimistic that he's coming back at all. Um <clears throat> amazingly though, Michael Pittman Pittman uh looks like he's gonna clear concussion protocol, got in pra- full practice yesterday and today. So I think we'll see him get cleared and available. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh Christian Watson is listed as doubtful with the hamstring issue. Jaden Reed is questionable with a toe injury on the uh Packers. Um, Nico Collins uh, is listed as questionable, but it sounds like he will be participating this weekend. He was quoted as saying that he feels ready and is looking forward to rejoining the team and picking up where he left off. Uh, Zay Jones dealing with the hamstring issue of his own had a limited practice on Friday. With that being the case, I don't think he's going to be ready uh, with hamstrings. You got to see them get back on the field full. So I'd be surprised if he does play. Chris Godwin dealing with the knee issue listed as questionable practiced on Wednesday, then sat out for rest day on Thursday. So it sounds like he may be available. Could be a game time decision, but they are saying that that rest day was a planned rest day. Marquise Brown officially listed as out with a heel issue third week in a row. Also another guy that doesn't sound like he's going to be back anytime soon. There it sounds like he's been dealing with this for well over a month and it's gotten so bad that he has not been able to play or get back on the practice field. Um, <laughs> conversely, Tyreek Hill did get uh, a practice in this week with no setbacks, both on Thursday and today. So it sounds like we will see him, I think, depending on the, how the game unfolds, he might not be kind of full availability. He might, you know, get some limited action. If the Dolphins can kind of run away with it, we'll probably see him take some limited snaps. But if they need him to be out there and perform, then he should be able to go. And then Hunter Henry uh, did get into full practice today after missing practice earlier in the week. He is officially listed as questionable. Nice, bro. I appreciate that. Professor uh, Kevin Wilson would like to know, what about Geno Smith? Any update on Mr. Smith? Is he still fantasy relevant these days? I, I mean, you know, it depends <laughs> on the matchup. So it sounds like uh, he got a full practice session in today, and it sounds like he is going to be good to go, despite, I think it was like a groin injury or something. Um, I think they've actually even named him the starter, so I, I think he will we'll see him. Nice. All right. Looks like good to go. David D. says, evening, fellas. Gatlinburg, gorgeous this time of year. Best of luck this week. We'll be back on the podcast next week. We appreciate you, David. Yes, just coming from Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, Allenberg is beautiful. Nine hours wide. I just pulled in, so I trust me, I feel you. 
Nothing <laughs> like the smell and the, the cold and the fire uh, burning at night. Gotta love it. Um, and Rose 24, obviously with some technical difficulties, letting Dustin know <laughs> he loves him, letting him know oh. he's handsome. Obviously, having some problems with your screen. Hey, 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 don't let my wife see this. You know, I don't want my side piece seeing this, too. You know, <laughs> obviously, that that text was automatically populated. Obviously, he said he blew the doors off the Cowboys last time we saw him. So that's true. I Very think that's true as well, Professor. Well, but but we're talking fantasy, though. I don't think he's just talking about them winning. <laughs> right. All right. Well, you won't be with us on Sunday. So, again, happy holidays to you and yours. We yes. appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Let everyone Sounds know good. where they can follow, subscribe, and get all of your great content. Yeah. So, at Injured List Pod on Twitter, X, and uh, Injured List, theinjuredlist.com on the website. We have our finale of the Inside the Medical Tent blog with myself and Andrew LaDuke. So I've got a special going on right now. If you have a question on that, if you give us a five-star review on our podcast and you email me to let me know you did, then we will send you a free Inside the Medical Tent Week 16 injury update, free of charge, one week only, last week, season finale. So get your hands on that. You might need it if you're playing for any relevant positioning and you're fantasy football league. And then um, I'm also, uh, I got some news, everybody. I've been nominated for a sports podcast award and I've got the link up on my LinkedIn page. I've got the link in uh, up on my Twitter page as well. So we would appreciate your guys' support. If you can cast a vote, please do that. Just click on the link. It's super easy and free. Um, Trying to bring home an award for fantasy sports core and the injury list podcast. Absolutely. Well, congratulations. Go out and support Bry. Vote for the, uh, what is there a, a category or? Yeah, so we're uh, one of 12 finalists out of uh, several hundred, I think, that applied um, to be in the competition. And we are one of 12 finalists in the health, fitness, and well-being category. Well, that's awesome. All right. Well, make sure you vote. Get Brian out there. We appreciate you, Bry. Happy holidays to you and yours. In the meantime, we're going to get our dancing shoes on because it's time for the breakdown. Before we get too far in the breakdown, I did want to pop this little gem up in case anyone cared. I don't know if anyone gives a shit or not. But this is the results of our little summer tour playoff. Um, it was a best ball. I forgot what this was. It was just the best ball, I think, league. It was nothing really too crazy about it. Um, so Dan Maynard has moved on. He beat uh, Bandy and the fourth and flex crew. Um, to face now TSS Fantasy and uh, the effing show, our boy Chris Fox has moved on. He's going to face Tip Major uh, to see who goes on there. So little interesting little tidbits here for your, if anyone really gives a shit, I doubt it. Um, all right, let's talk about last night real quick. Um, you know, in a game that I was like, I, you know what, to be honest, like, I was going against someone who had uh, someone. We'll talk about that in a second. So I didn't really even want to watch the game last night. I was like, I don't, you know, I'll just find out later. 
unfortunately, that's <laughs> really bad news later. Um, because the guy I was facing had Puka Nakua, and I got to mm-hmm. tell you, man, I definitely won a Puka last night after seeing what he did. Nine receptions, 164 yards, and a TD. Um, great night for Puka Nakua. Matt Stafford, 328, two TDs. Kyron Williams still doing great uh, things at, towards the end of the season. 104 yards and a TD um, as well. Um, Demarcus Robinson, um, funny enough, because Brian had brought him up, I think, last Sunday, and we were all kind of like, eh. Um, but he's scored in the last two weeks. So he's got that touchdown, crazy enough. So uh, he, he got on the board as well. Cooper Cup as well. As far as the Saints go, couldn't get anything on the ground going. Alvin Kamara uh, leading rusher at 19 yards. So what does that tell you? But David Carr ended up with a good fantasy night, 319, three TDs um, and a pick. Chris Olave, nine receptions, 123. Um, Rashid Shahid had five receptions, 70 yards and a TD as well. And some other, you know, whatever. Jawan Johnson, TD, A.T. Perry, people that you didn't start. So who gives a shit? Um, Any reaction to last night? Justin. Well, I just want to say this, uh, Jason, thanks for putting that up for me because not only did it help my self-esteem for tonight, but it also got me a text message from my wife saying, who is that? <laughs> so, uh, thanks for that one, bud. Love you. <laughs> no, um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, shit. I mean, what, what do you, what do you take from that? You, you, you just, all you take is that the, the good players played well for you and, you know, the one spot start of Alvin Kamara where it didn't hit, you're just like, fuck, because that's your semifinal or your final matchup right there. You've been relying on him all year long. Um, I was personally a benefit of Puka Nakua, Chris Olave. And, um, you know, so I, I reaped my reward on that one, 33 points for Puka. And Olave, I think, had like 26. So it was, a, it was a great you know game for those two. I, I do have to say, I think it's time for the Saints to kind of mail it in and mail it in on their quarterback and their coach. Uh, they're obviously just, even if they got into the playoffs, they're not going to be good enough. You know, if you can't beat a team that's barely struggling to get themselves into the playoffs, there's no way you're going to take it home. So I think it might be time to start thinking about that. But, you know, other than that, the Rams keep on rolling and the Saints and that, Gosh, forsaken NFC South keep on showing why it's the worst in the league. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, yeah, that uh was a great night from Puka Nakula last night, man. Boy, oh, he got hurt. I'm sorry, he got bent in half in one fucking catch. I wanted to mention that there was one catch at the beginning of the second half where he was literally was falling down. You see his legs start to bend back. And this dude just contorts himself and still comes down with the fucking football. Uh, 100% Puka Nakua all the way. He's been one of the absolute godsends of this year. Well, yeah, great. Great job. Whatever. All right, let's move on. It hurts. But I have to say, um, for those that are down, I have to say all season long, it's been like every time someone's done well against me on Thursday, I've end up coming back to win. And when they've done not so well, and I'm like all thinking I'm talking shit, like, oh, I got it. They end up beating me. So it's way it ends up happening. Sometimes we'll see um, lots of football to go, as they say. Speaking of, let's get to this breakdown. We got Saturday games, Bengals at the Steelers. Steelers lead the series 69 to 39. 
They won back um, just recently. It was like a week ago, 16 to 10. Um, it's 40, 46 degrees weather-wise there. It says likely rain, winds at 8 miles an hour. The line is Bengals by 2.5. The over-under is 38.5. As far as fantasy is concerned, Bengals 22nd against QBs, 20th against running backs, 27th against receivers, and 18th against tight ends. Steelers 11th against QBs, 27th against running backs, 18th against receivers, and 31st against tight ends. So what do you say, guys, you like and don't like, and give me your winner. So I'm just going to say this. Make it real freaking easy for you. Don't play anybody on the Steelers except for their defense, because I think their defense can still pull away with like a pick or two. You know, this is a team that's going to be struggling to score points, and they're going to need their defense to pull away with something. So I always like a desperate defense. Uh, But on the other side, play everybody. Play Browning, play Higgins, play Mixon, play freaking Chase Brown if he goes. You know, hell. It's just play Tyler Boyd. It's one of those things where uh, the other side has Mason Rudolph as your quarterback. There's just no hope. There's no hope. I, I, Duck, Duck Hodges could have been better, and they got rid of him. Mason Rudolph, I remember watching him play football for the Steelers and going, God damn, dude. Like, is there anybody else? It's just yeah. that bad. And then, you know, it's, it's terrible because there are weapons and there are guys that you want to rely on fantasy-wise on the other side, but it's just – like, I'd love to say play to Pat Fryermuth, but I can't trust that Mason Rudolph can get it five yards down the field, let alone to Pat Fryermuth. You know what I'm saying? Bengals playoff relevant, crazy enough, with their star QB going down. Wow. Jake Browning can't say enough for the way he stepped up. Um, he's made everyone better, even Joe Mixon. I mean, it showed how bad Joe Burrow was hurt because even when he's in, this offense doesn't seem to hum as, as much as it's singing right now. Uh, with Jake Browning in. So um, I like the Bengals. And speaking of Rudolph, I think we got a Rudolph in our crew here because we do got a we got a lone Rudolph, I guess, in our picks this week. Look at Greg. And somehow, look at all of us in this editor. Somehow Greg comes out as a perfect Santa Claus. I don't know how that happens. But damn, they think Greg is straight Santa. But he's our Rudolph in this matchup anyway. I like how they still give more color to Fred than they give to Fred to Greg. <laughs> oh yeah, wait till you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till you see the uh the kid picks I have for Sunday. You're not gonna you wait till you see that one. It's really funny. All right, let's get to the Bills at the Chargers. Um, Chargers lead the overall series 25, 13, and two. Bills won the last meeting. Uh it was in 2020. They won 27 to 17. It's in a dome, so no worry about weather. Bills favored by 12 and a half, over under 41 and a half. Um, well, Bills, uh, QB wise, they're uh, against fantasy QBs are six, running backs 18th, receivers ninth, and tight end seventh. The Chargers, 30th against QBs, 22nd against running backs, 30th against receivers, and 22nd against tight ends. Now, I know they have finally got rid of their coach. That doesn't necessarily mean that the team's going to turn around. But tell me, guys, you like and don't like, and can you, are you going to pull the upset with the Chargers win? Oh, uh, no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm bold, but I'm not stupid at that point. Uh, I'm just going to tell you this way. You know, play the Bills. The Bills are going to beat the brakes off of the Chargers. But I think the Chargers still have a chance to score those garbage time points. 
Whereas the Steelers, I don't think their quarterback can actually get it downfield. I've seen Easton Stick get it downfield in garbage time points. I think that he can still put up enough to make somebody like maybe, say, an Austin Eckler relevant for your fantasy championship week. Also, as we've said before, the Bills' one weak spot has been the run. So there's still a chance. If you have Austin Eckler, don't pull him out just yet. Uh, Keenan Allen's not going to be out there. Quentin Johnson still hasn't proven anything to me, but you know who's really good and who's really shown something is Josh Palmer. So I would feel fine putting Josh Palmer in my lineups. Yeah, and I think Josh Palmer, maybe there's a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, camaraderie there, decent stick, whatever it might be, because there was certainly um, seemed to be a little bit of targets uh, going his way, um, especially with Mike Williams being gone and he's back in the lineup. So, like long him. shot on this one too. Sorry to interrupt you. I just want to You're get good. in before we go to the next game. Long shot. Gabe Davis has a good game. Gabe Davis, I like that. Um, and if Gerald ever goes, might look for him in this matchup as well. Um, because quite frankly, I mean, again, that's in the garbage time. I think you've kind of spelled it out with Buffalo. Um, uh, we like Buffalo to really just trounce all over this Chargers team. So, yep, we're all in agreement as well. One happy holiday. On that one. All right. Let's go to the next matchup. Commanders at the Jets. Um, now the commanders against fantasy QBs, they're dead last, 32nd. Jets running back 25th, receivers 31st, tight ends 14th. Jets are number three against QBs, 24th against running backs, number one against receivers, 23rd against tight ends. So give me guys you like and don't like. Um, so you know, you would Obviously, you'd want to say start everybody on the Jets because of the commander's track record. But, God, you can't start the quarterback. I would say this seems like a good Brees Hall game. This seems like a great game for him to just kickstart it towards the playoffs and you know, kind of pull that old reliable at the end, um, kind of give us something to cheer about with him because we haven't had a lot this year. Uh, Garrett Wilson, you know, my problem with Garrett Wilson is he's so good talent-wise And his fantasy numbers are really not that bad, but they're not what you drafted him at. So, you know, you draft him to be like your one or your two, and he's really performing like your three or your flex. So, you know, I think he's a good flex, 1,000%. But one one thing you learn from being a pseudo-Jets fan is just don't trust the Jets. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't end well, and don't draft them because you just – you go and you sit in the corner and you go, you either cry or you're like panicked the entire time because you don't know if anybody's going to score. So I'll say this, go put Garrett Wilson in a flex position, but really you just kind of got to expect what you've been expecting all year long. Um, as far as everybody else goes, I mean, I don't even know who's starting at quarterback for them this week because I think Tim Boyle got like released and then Trevor Simeon probably is the next guy up of Zach Wilson's in concussion protocol. So it's going to be a tough game. Um, on the Washington side, man, no Brian Wilson or no Brian Robinson. You know, you want to do Scary Terry, but he's got to play Sauce Gardner on the other side. And then Sam Howell, he seems like he's going to be, you know, mistake prone. He's kind of cooled off from his early run. So it really, it's championship week, and you got to give championship advice. My championship advice is to don't play Sam Howell and play Curtis Samuel, and if you're really feeling froggy, throw in Terry McLaurin because 
He could have a good day or he could absolutely give you a dud. But that's what fantasy football is all about. And championships are one off of taking those shots. So I'd say go with Terry McLaren. But Sam Howell just seems like he's going to throw like three interceptions in this game. It just seems like it's going to be one of those games where the Jets keep it close because they get picks. I'll concur with all the way you're saying. The what I will just interject with is I would like I like Antonio Gibson in this matchup. Um, I you know again without Brian Robinson there, Jets one of those teams like the Bills susceptible to the run. They are really good in the secondary, but you can run against them a little bit. Um, so I you know again he's somebody I would look at. And if you're you had either of these DSTs. Definitely start him in this matchup. This, so I got this a question for you. Game in, game in six three. Go ahead. Oh no, you're good. You're good. I mean, that's probably a likely score. I got a question for you. How do you feel about their rookie running back? Because obviously, this is the time of year when you start to give the rookies a run to see if they got anything. But it's also a rookie that you really haven't seen too much of. I know that last week they gave him the majority of the carries. Uh, Gibson got obviously the passing downs and stuff like that, making him so a high upside guy. But say you're ravaged at freaking running back, do you give a shot to a guy like that? Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, if you're right now in those spot starts um, and you're in that situation, I mean, absolutely. Um, again, a team that's been susceptible to the run um, is a team that, um, you know, somebody that's uh, really to take. Uh, worthy to take a gamble on worthy is the word i'm looking for um worthy to take a gamble on because again they've allowed a lot to running backs to gash them a little bit and you know you know how like you mentioned sam how we know he's mistake prone i mean we all know he's mistake prone so that means maybe they'll want to lessen those mistakes by running the football a little bit more that would make more sense to me but you know who knows we don't we don't run these teams either though so what do you know all right, let's <laughs> if only we did, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Some of them, anyway. Lions at the Vikings. Um, Lions against fantasy QBs are 26 against running backs are fourth. Receivers 24th, tight ends 23rd. Vikings against fantasy QBs are 10th. Running back seventh, receivers 20th, and against tight ends, they are 12th. So, guys, you like and don't like in this one. Um, so it's I like most of the Lions players because the Vikings defense has been absolute trash. I like Jameer Gibbs over David Montgomery, but I still like Montgomery. But if you got one to choose, I would definitely be able to go with Gibbs. Um, Amon Ra, St. Brown is a good play. Sneaky play has been uh, Jamison Williams. He's starting to get up there in points. I got a quick question for you because this pertains to one of my fantasy lineups and something that I need to figure out myself and I need an expert to tell me. <laughs> Sam Laporta, Hawkinson, Dalton Kincaid. I have two flex spots and a tight end. Tell me if I'm crazy if I want to play all three. And if I don't want to play all three, give me the two that you think I should play. I think this is easier than you. I, I would just say I would definitely play Laporta and Hawkinson with Knox um, coming back in the fold a little bit, lessens a little bit of the targets for Kincaid. Um, what would be the other option for other than, like, say, Kincaid for that playing all three of them? Christian Watson. All right, well, he's looks like he's trending out, so it's, maybe you're just – 
you starting him regardless. Well, I mean, obviously I could go grab somebody else, but <laughs> it's looking like it's Christian Watson or it's Josh Downs, the slot receiver for uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, Colts, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would – I'd still – with that, I would go Kincaid, I think. So, no, yeah. you wouldn't be crazy at all. I like that. <laughs> I just like – I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how did I end up with this? And then I'm like thinking to myself – Oh yeah, that's right. Because you were fucking, you were on it in this one league, and you fucking got three of the best tight ends. <laughs> hey, that's right. Good stuff. Pat on I the mean, back. Right? <laughs> it's unfortunate nobody wanted to make a trade with you earlier in the season. Might have been, uh, you know, stacked a little bit somewhere else anyway. But all right, well, let's go. Uh, Browns at Texans. Uh, Browns against fantasy QBs. They're fifth. Running backs eleventh. Receivers fourth. Tight ends second. Texans, 21st against QBs, 9th against running backs, 12th against receivers, 25th against tight ends. I thought I saw C.J. Stroud not going in this one either. Um, so, I mean, get a pillow out because this is the take a nap, get your beer, whatever the hell you want, and this unless you like watching defense. Uh, but what do you think, guys you like and don't like? Oh, I think this will be a slaughter. I think that the Browns will probably end up destroying the Texans in this game. And I mean, this is, this is no joke here. I mean, you know, the Texans did all right last week, but they're playing a good defense and Joe Flacco has the Browns playing good offense. Like I'm not going to lie. Joe Flacco has the Browns playing better than Deshaun Watson had the Browns playing most of the time. You can hate me for saying that you cannot. I don't care. I, I calls it likes I sees it. And he's been doing phenomenal stuff for the Browns. You know, old Joe with his uh, still his cannon arm. So I'm putting Joe Flacco, and he's going to be that one guy that wins you a championship that you're gonna you're gonna go buy a jersey because you're be like this fucking guy won me seven hundred dollars this year or whatever. He calls it um, like he sees it. He calls it like I sees it. <laughs> Uh, as far as the Texans, uh, the Browns and Texans go, that means I'm going with Njoku. He has been on fire with Flacco. I think they've collected about four touchdowns in the past three games. So, obviously, that's the only three games Flacco's been there. But he's been finding Njoku is all I'm saying there. And then, you know, got to go with Amari Cooper after last week. He seems to be back in the fold. And on the Texans side, can I say I don't want anybody? Because I just don't believe that anybody's going to be able to do anything on this Browns defense. I mean, if C.J. Stroud was there, I'd be all in on it. Let's go to battle. But you're telling me Keith Keenum is going to beat this Cleveland Browns defense? I'm sure it could possibly happen. And I'm probably speaking it into existence right now. But I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant even if he does win. Any given Sunday, not this one. Um, all right. Packers at the Panthers. Um, Packers against fantasy QBs are 18th. Against running backs, they are 21st. Against receivers, they are 11th. Tight ends, they are 21st. Panthers against fantasy QBs are 4th. Running backs are 30th. Receivers, 3rd. And against tight ends, they are 13th. Give Justin a little break on this one. Um, this is, I feel, kind of easy. Um, I'm not starting any Panther, um, except maybe um, Hubbard. And Adam Thielen, maybe, maybe Adam Thielen. Chuba, I would maybe flex, so. I like the, the volume he's getting. Um, the Packers, also a team a little susceptible to the run. Um, as far as the Packers that go, 
whoever the hell is running the football is a must start against this Panthers defense. But, you know, you'd be hard-pressed. I told you before, we talked about it every week, Jade Reed, ultimate utility guy. You want him in your lineup, especially if Christian Watson is out. He'd be a great start if he's able to go. If not, there's not a lot that I like, quite frankly, um, on this whole Packers offense because this Panthers defense is really good um, as far as against QBs, secondary, all that. Um, just really soft against the run. So um, that's my estimation. Anything else you want to chime in on there on that one, Justin? Wait, you're not going with that newly minted, you know, heavy machinery, heavy firepower Panthers team fresh off their second win of the season? Well, there was some, one of us, uh, there was somebody in this uh, crew that picked that win, if you don't remember. Did I pick that one? I didn't pick that one. No, I, I did. Remember? Because you're like, somebody. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. You picked it last. I thought, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about you were picking them to beat the Packers. I was like, oh, oh yeah. I was like, oh, shit. No, I don't even know who would pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you did pick them to beat the Falcons. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, it was, the, but it goes back to the, again, their defense. It's really good. And they have a, and again, it, to the, now we'll talk about it on Sunday, but. This game also seems to be a little bit affected by the weather, not as much as the other one, though. And that's why I felt like they were going to beat, you know, a team that also just did had no offense to them at all. The, at least the Packers have a little something to them, um, unlike the Falcons, quite frankly. Yeah, the Falcons had to make a, a midseason change of their quarterback for the third time. So, <laughs> yeah, what, what, what'd that tell you? All right, let's go Seahawks at Titans. Um, Seahawks against Fantasy QBs, 23rd, running backs, 28th, receivers, 26th, and tight end, 16th. Titans, they are 21st against QBs, 17th against running backs, 25th against receivers, and they are number one against tight ends. So, guys you like and don't like in this one. Uh, like me some DK Metcalf in this one. I think that he has a good chance to go off against that Titans defense. Um, I'm iffy on Kenneth Walker because I think that they're going to try and ease him back into it. He's got a shoulder injury. Might see a little bit more Charbonnet this week. Uh, and then, you know, Gino, man, do you trust him on championship week is a real question. I guess if you got to, I think he'd be a top 15 quarterback. So maybe if you, if you need him to, I'd slide him in. But I'm not feeling too confident about it. Titan side. You know, you keeping Hopkins in. Um, you're you're keeping Henry in. I know Henry really disappointed last week. I was amongst those disappointed in one of my leagues. I got eliminated because Josh Allen threw 15 passes and Derrick Henry ran 20 times for like fucking 30 yards or some shit. So I was very disappointed. But I'll tell you this. Derrick Henry has got that one last hurrah in him. And I think he's going to take it out on the Seahawks. I think it's going to come. I think it's coming this week. He's going to show out for his Titans fans. Now, Will Levis, I think, is a sneaky play. I think he can sneakily put up 20 points for you this week. This this Seahawks defense has gotten got this year. They, were, they came in with this, oh, our secondary is going to be so amazing, and they found out that their secondary is comprised of a rookie and a sophomore player. <laughs> and you know what? When you do that, you're going to have problems because you're going to have growing pains. I'm not saying they're going to be bad. I'm just saying there's growing pains. 
So, yeah, we had a whole episode, obviously, on our summer tour. We covered every team. And that was one of the things I remember going away from Seattle, like, oh, this Seattle team might be really good, especially their defense is improved. And yeah, it definitely has not. Um, all, that does not prove to be true. However, Titans secondary, very soft as well. So if Gino does go, I do like him in this matchup. In this matchup, I think he's okay for championship week to start just because of the matchup. Um, you know, DK Metcalf, I can see him getting off this game too. Um, wanting to kind of show out this game. So, I, you know, again, um, we'll see what game script dictate, dictates because if Derrick Henry's going off, that means they're controlling time possession and they're running this clock. And it's going to be kind of hard for Seahawks to really get in a nice rhythm of the pass game. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, but, you know, again, I wouldn't mind Geno Smith in this one. Um, Colts at Falcons. Um, let's go with the Colts against Fantasy QBs are ninth. Running backs, 29th. Receivers, 13th. Tight ends are 20th. Falcons against fantasy QBs, 19th. Running backs, 5th. Receivers, 6th. And tight ends, they are 19th. So as far as, uh, listen, I think it's kind of easy to just say very simply, Bijan Robinson, easy smash start. Colts, uh, Rundy, not very good um, at all. Um, and you know, I, I like Tyler Gill as well in this matchup. I would definitely would throw him in a flex even, um, in this one. Um, but other than that, I mean, Michael Pittman Jr. Coming back, that was kind of concerning to me. I also saw, and I was going to bring it up to Doc, but I forgot. He don't even remember the hit, um, that took him out. So that goes to show you how I got whacked. Um, and when you're looking at the Falcons, there's just really nothing other than, Bijan and maybe Kyle Pitts, maybe. Um, but Jonathan Taylor could be an okay um play. But this Falcons D again, going back to these NFC South teams that are just kind of blah, they got some pretty okay defenses and against running backs and receivers. Um, they're top five, so Falcons should be good. Um, so it's gonna be tough sledding for Jonathan Taylor, not such an easy game to come back to. Um, any um any feedback from you on that one, Justin? What do you yeah, think? I'm smashed on Jonathan Taylor. There is nobody in his direction right now, there's nobody in his way. Zach Moss is out of the bush, and it was a thumb injury, so it's not like his cardio went to shit. It's literally he was just not able to hold the ball for a little bit of time. So smash starting Jonathan Taylor. I agree with you, smash start B John Robinson, and you know what. Outside of that, really got nothing else to say. You know, a long shot in Superflex, Tyler Heineke. They did okay with him there. And I think that, you know, Desmond Ritter, he needs to be gone. He needs to just be finding his way out of that town. And the Colts a little susceptible to, I hate to say, to the tight end. So maybe Kyle Pitts has one of those weird games where he plops into the end zone. Who knows? Um <laughs> He would. I'm, I've been eliminated with him on my team, so he would go off the day. Right, when, when you're out. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, listen, it's Friday night. You know, we're breaking things down. We need that DJ to break things down for us. Let's bring here from Chuck Bass as he plays our fantasy hits for this week. What's up? It's me, your boy, DJ Chuck Bass. It's Christmas miracle season, week 14, playing the hits, and in a 2023 full of war, crashing economy, 
housing market on the brink of collapse, and Lizzo being sued by her backup dancers. The only thing I want are for my long shots to hit their projections. So let's get to the Christmas miracles of week 16. Leading off the countdown is... Falcons running back Bijan Robinson, you might be asking yourself, how is an RB1 a miracle play? To which I would respond, can the Pope's dick fit through a donut? The answer is, I don't know. But the last time Bijan scored less than one point, he rebounded very nicely. And there are fewer better rebound teams than the bottom four ranked Colts rush defense. Now, our middle our middle miracle this week is Cowboys wide receiver Brandon Cooks. It's been a tough two games for Cooks who is in the midst of a pretty hot seven-week run. But Dallas needs to get back on track, and a boat race against Miami will likely force the offense to empty all of their bag of tricks well before the playoffs. Now, coming in at number one, number one, number one, is the old man himself, Travis Kelsey. The curse of too many commercials finally caught up to the subject of Taylor Swift's next album, but Kelsey historically slaughters the Raiders, and the Chiefs need a vintage game from their studs more than arguably ever. Now, that'll do it for playing the hits week 16. We need Christmas miracles. We need them all day long, and we're going to get them. I love you guys. Go kill it out there. Understand me? Nice. Let's do it. It's Christmas time. All right. Let's get to the four o'clock games. Jaguars at the Bucks. Um, Jaguars against fantasy QBs are 29th. Running backs 12th. Receivers 23rd and tight ends 30th. Bucks against fantasy QBs 26th. Running backs 8th. Receivers 29th and tight ends 27th. Guys you like and don't like in this one. So, you know, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is actually going to go. If he does, it changes the whole mentality of how I look at this game. You know, if he goes, start your Calvin Ridley because the Bucks have been terrible against the pass in the receiving game. You know, ETN with the, obviously the pass working, you know, it's going to be a smash start. If CJ Beathard goes, don't play anybody. Just do yourself a favor and probably don't play anybody because, listen, CJ Beathard, not a good quarterback. Uh, I remember when he was in San Francisco, he was just the absolute shits. I can't imagine how he still has a job. Some of these guys that have jobs, I'm just like, wow, holy shoot. How the hell are they relying on you to be the backup? Got a lot of faith in that quarterback not getting injured. And on the Bucs side, love me some Baker. Um, Rashad White has been a fucking animal down the line. Like, talk about a, a league winner. Rashad White has been a league winner. A lot, Not a lot of people, including myself, had Rashad White being a league winner, but he has done it. Um, Godwin had a great game last week. Uh, we needed that from him. Mike Evans still putting up those 1,000-yard seasons, still you know, being Mike Evans. So you got to love if you have either one of those guys out there. And like I said, this game is going to be a real showdown in Florida. And it's going to be one of those games where you're like, if Lawrence goes, you're going to be like, man, I can't turn it off. If he doesn't go, you're probably going to want to turn it off much quicker than you ever thought you would. <laughs> and you're going to be on the next one and be like, oh, is Red Zone on? Because I know I'm not going to catch this game on it. <laughs> yeah, if he does go, it's fantasy bonanza. I mean, quite frankly, I see both these teams lighting it up because, you know, both their secondaries are not very good. 
Um, so yeah, if he does go, like you said, it's going to be an exciting game to watch. Um, but, um, I don't know about red zone cause what you will be turning in, tuning into is America's team at home oh, against pretend America's team, the Cowboys. <laughs> so against fantasy QBs, they are 13th against running backs are 14th receivers, fifth Titans, They're 11th. The dolphins, they're 17th against QBs, 13th against running backs. 14th against receivers, and this surprised me. They're eighth versus tight ends, which is a real surprise for as a Dolphin uh, uh, longtime fan. They've always been hurt by the tight end, so it's nice to see them in the top 10 now, finally. Um, but look, in this matchup, it boils down to very simple. Um, and we're just talking fantasy, we're not going to talk about X's and O's in this one, but um, you know, there is. There is nothing I would not start in this matchup, quite frankly. Not to say that I don't. I think both these defenses could play well, too. It could go both ways. Both these teams got good defenses. They've got good offenses. Um, it could swing <laughs> both fucking ways. But I could see that. See this one um, kind of opened up a little bit. I know Mike McDaniel definitely wants to put his trademark win on something. This could be that game for him. Um, they need to shake up this offense a little bit too. Um, you know, I think I talked about it last week, but this defense has been has been carrying the squad. Um, other than that Jets game, they looked a, a lot better, obviously. Um, but um, you know, we'll see how Mike McDaniel's calls it. But I like every single buddy, even on the the only person I'll say that I wouldn't start is Pollard, and because not just because he struggled. This I'm telling you right now, I've been saying it, I've been saying it. The Dolphins D will shut down starting running backs. Look what Brees Hall did last week. Nothing. Nada. What Nothing. you got to work with. So um, good luck with all that. But like I said, keep well, like I said, go back each week. Look at look at what the running running game has done uh, against the Dolphins. Not much. Um, so anyway, that's just my, my take. All right. What do you think? Uh, agree guys you like or don't like, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I actually disagree on the Pollard take. Cause I think Pollard's they're going to try and get him more opened up into this. It's going to be really interesting to see two things in this game. Dallas responding to quick throws, because I know there's going to be a ton of them. Quick scores to Tyreek Hill responding to that and how the Dolphins do against the team that actually has a winning record on defense because Dallas is going to score and we're going to see, can the Dolphins hold them off at pivotal moments? Cause you know, I, I agree with you. Dolphins defense has been fantastic for fantasy, but much like Dallas, they've been doing it against underwhelming teams in many facets and just, you know, X's and O's wise. I know you want to save that for Sunday. I'm just intrigued at seeing how well these two units, Dallas's offense responds to, Phillies are to not Philly to Miami's offense putting up points and how they respond and go back and forth. And I want to see how well the Dolphins defense respond just to the Dallas offense in general, because this is a team that can really actually show you what it's going to be like, especially with Buffalo coming in soon. Like Buffalo has a very similar ideology to Dallas where they just punch you in the freaking mouth and they make you, you know, beat their defense with time of possession. And then they go down, they score and then they try and get the ball back and try and do it again. So it's going to be very interesting on both sides. If I have one player to look out for, it's going to be C.D. Lamb. 
I think that while Jalen Ramsey is good, he is also still old and he also still plays with the tendencies of being like a ball hawk, which leaves him open to being beat by speedy route running receivers. Just going to throw it out there. I think C.D. Lamb could have a big game this week. I think you're wrong. All right, let's go. The Cardinals at the Bears. The Cardinals against fantasy QBs. They're 28th against running backs. They're dead last, 32nd. Receivers, 22nd. Tight ends, 4th. Bears, 20th against QBs, 19th versus running backs, 17th versus receivers, 29th against tight ends. Guys you like and don't like in this one. I love this game. I don't know about you, Jason. I love this game because these are two teams that have major players that I think could have major days. I think Kyler Murray, you know, Justin Fields could be a huge back and forth battle. I think these guys could easily finish one and two in the quarterback rankings this week. Um, that's why I would start both of them a thousand percent. Um, start James Conner. Uh, Bears defense has been good, but James Conner, he plays at a different level. He's, he's, he's a really good running back slash pass catcher. Uh, for the receivers, I know we talked about Marquise Brown being out. So I would play Trey McBride on the Bears side. You start your normals, you start DJ Moore, you start Justin Fields, and the rest of it you just leave it on the bench because it's not worth the hassle. I'm so sorry because I got in late. I've been trying to sneak eat while we're doing this. <laughs> Never put my See, head I down. wouldn't have even noticed it if you hadn't just like called it up. <laughs> because you, 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 you cut your takeoff so quick, and I was like, oh, damn, I got to unmute myself. I got to call myself out full, mouth full of food. Craig. Thanks for joining us, brother. Hello to you as well, my friend. We appreciate you. And, yeah, I do like this matchup, actually. I do. I mean, again, it's it's some offenses that aren't, you know, absolutely blowing the doors off, but they got some firepower to them, and these defenses are not very good um, at all. So, um, yeah, I do like to see, you know, both these QBs are a good play, um, and there's some good playmakers in both these offenses. So I like it a lot, actually. Um, all right, let's go Patriots at Broncos. Um, Patriots against fantasy QBs are seventh, running backs 15th, receivers 19th, tight ends they are third, Broncos are 24th against QBs, 31st against uh, running backs, 10th against receivers, and dead last against tight ends. So that's basically it on um, the Patriots side. If somehow, some way Hunter Henry plays, he could be a good play against this Broncos defense who's not very good against tight ends, and he's obviously a good target for them. Um, Demario Douglas, obviously, you know, the running backs, whatever, um, you know, this is like, whatever. I mean, if you're using Patriots and you're in the AFC, I'm in the AFC, if you're in your conference championship, um, and you're using Patriots players, well, good upon you. Cause, uh, I don't know who the hell you've been starting, uh, to get you there. Uh, as far as the Broncos go, um, you know. It's it's Bill Belichick, and he ain't going out without no fight, bro. So, I mean, he's going to have a good game plan for Russell Wilson, um, who, again, it depends on what Russ is showing up, um, if they're going to cook or not. They have they seem to have came on, then they kind of fizzled out a little bit. Now they're back on again, off again. So I don't know if I could trust Russ in this matchup, quite frankly, because of how good the Patriots' defense can be at times. Um and there's just, you know, again, Jerry Judy. I definitely don't trust him. I could see Cortland Sutton um, in my championship lineup. That I could see happening. 
But other than that, that's really about it. If if I'm playing a championship and I'm looking at if I had a choice with all 32 teams, looking at all these matchups, this is one I would definitely stay away from, quite frankly, all over. What do you say, Justin? You agree? Oh, a thousand percent. I we don't have to even talk about this anymore because I'm already getting sick thinking about it. This is our Sunday night game. Come on, you got to do better than this NFL. I mean, for real, nothing you could flex there. Like, geez, oh, please. Even let the Miami game go to 8 o'clock. Why not, Jimmy? I don't know why they don't have the – I mean, I guess it's because Fox owns the rights to the Cowboys games and stuff like that. So I guess they want that. Wait, is there – is that for real a night game, though? Yeah, that's the Sunday night game. Oh, okay. Oh, because it's the – okay, maybe it's the traditional. Okay, I got it. Okay, whatever. All right, let's go uh, Monday, Monday night football. I wrote it down, but it's really just Christmas Day football, which how fun is that? Raiders at the Chiefs um, against Fantasy QBs. Raiders, 14th, uh, running backs 23rd, receivers 15th, tight ends 14th. Chiefs, 15th against QBs, 10th against running backs, 8th against receivers, and 9th against tight ends. Guys, you like and don't like? Um. Well, I like Pat Mahomes and I like Travis Kelsey because track record of beating the Raiders is really strong, especially in KC. They tend to try and blow them out even worse than they do in in Las Vegas in KC. Um, But I'll tell you what, it's going to all depend on if Josh Jacobs plays. Last time he played, he put up 22.5 points. I think that was one of his best outputs in the entire season. So, you know, that kind of shows you the susceptibility. And that was actually, I think, the first game that they ever started Aiden O'Connell. So, obviously, tie it in. Maybe four games down the line, he's a little bit better with Josh Jacobs. But, once again, all depends on if Josh Jacobs plays. If he doesn't play, I don't like Zamir White. Um, man, and it's it's hard to pick Devontae Adams week to week now. And I something we probably shouldn't have said, but... You know, last week I sat him. Bad week to do that. You know, but the previous week said sit him because they suck. So it's it's truly a wild card with those guys. But you know, I think that you're not going to go wrong with starting the KC guys, the Rishi Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey. But uh, if you got the Oakland guys, you're probably on pins and needles, like wondering what you should do. And I'm just going to say this. You know, Jacobs plays, play Jacobs. If he doesn't, don't play white. And, you know, play Adams. Go, just go out on your high risk. Put all your best players in at that point. I'll just, I'll concur what you're saying. I would play zero Raiders with confidence. There would be nobody, you know, obviously you, you got people you have to start, you have to start. If you have to start Jacobs, you have to start Jacobs. You got to start Adam, you got to start Adam. It is what it is, but I'm definitely not confident. This team's defense is like legit good for real. Um, so yeah, I definitely wouldn't be confident playing any of those guys going into this one. Um, all right, let's go. Giants at Eagles. Giants against fantasy QBs, 16th against running backs, 26. Receivers, 28. Tight end. Uh, Eagles against fantasy QBs. They are 31st. They're sixth against running backs. Dead last against receivers and 17th against tight ends. I'm gonna mark this down right now. If the Giants thought the tush push was bad, you're right for the tush tornado because Jalen Hurts and this offense about to go ram shot on this Giants team. I feel like they've been struggling. All this this is a perfect get right game for them. I like the Eagles to go off all day on these Giants. Um, so I like Jalen Hurts to smash play. AJ Brown. If you have Eagles, you start them. 
you'd set it, you don't forget it, you don't even worry about it. The Giants, on the other hand, again, the only person that's even worth it, really, obviously, is Saquon Barkley all the time. Um, you know, any of these receivers, could you could you play? Maybe, maybe. I mean, the, the way this secondary has played, but I, like I said, I just think this whole this is one of those whole total team get right games for the Eagles. That's just my overall feeling on it. Um, and Saquon, like I said, if you have to start him, I guess you have to. But like for me, for example, um, I have a choice between him and Michael Pittman in my flex. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, should I go Pittman? Yeah, he's he's good. But, you know, after that hit last week, I just can't imagine he takes something halfway close. Like he could be out quickly. And Saquon, I got no confidence in this, like, you know, against this Eagles defense, not very confident in this matchup with him. Um, so I'm very kind of uh, perplexed what to do, but I'm going to go ahead and probably go with Saquon because he's really just a safer option. But anyway, what do you say? Do you disagree or is there got something uh, you got you like or don't like in that one? No, I, I agree for the most part. I would just say one little nugget of news is uh, possibly think about Darren Waller. And for the most part, what I'm saying is, is kind of, you know, like with the, the Ram game and the Saints game, they kind of went into garbage time, and you know that's when Jawan Johnson caught a touchdown. So I would not be surprised if we saw a garbage time touchdown. And you know Darren Waller is as good of an option as anybody on this receiving core. Uh, you know I, I do trust Saquon Barkley, but you know at the same time, I just don't think this this Eagles defense is nearly as good anymore. I think that there's holes. Now, I'm not saying they're going to lose. I'm just saying that I think there's opportunities for fantasy players to pop through and have good games against them in this yeah, one. This secondary is proven. They're soft and has uh, definitely big play potential. I mean, we saw it the last three three weeks um, with this defense. So, all right, let's go to the game of the week or year, whatever you want to call it, the Ravens at the Niners against Fantasy QBs. The Ravens are number one against running backs. They're number two. Receivers are seventh. Tight ends are fourth. 49ers against Fantasy QBs. They're number two. Against running backs, they are number three. Against receivers, they're 16th. And against tight ends, they're sixth. All right, this is the floor is yours. My friend, I'm just going to hit mute and eat some chips. And you tell me some guys you like and don't like. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think you can go wrong with a lot of players in this one. Uh, I think, you know, start Lamar Jackson. The 49ers have historically been terrible against containing, um, you know, good mobile quarterbacks. And he's just a different level mobile quarterback. And then Gus Edwards is going to be all pending you know, Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead status so far. Hargrave has returned to practice. Armstead has not. So the assumption that Saturday practice, if Armstead is out, he's going to be out. So if, you know, once again, read the tea leaves. If Armstead is out, feel confident playing Gus Edwards because they just gave up 200 yards to the Arizona Cardinals. That's no small feat to a bad team. That's a glaring weakness on the interior line. And then as far as the receivers go, you know, Zay Flowers is something that the 49ers probably aren't the best equipped for. Small, fast guys, you know, I think they've gotten away with not being able to face Hollywood Brown a lot this year, so it doesn't really expose them. But, you know, I think that Zay Flowers is one of those 
kind of perfect guys to get uh get in between the middle of their zone coverages and make them pay. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., something tells me I'm not too worried about him. You know, I think Charvarius Ward has been very good when it comes to bigger physical receivers. Uh, Odell still is good, but I think he's lost a step or two as far as being a fast receiver. So I think he relies a little bit more on his physicality. That's played into Charvarius Ward's hand all year long. So I'd probably not want to go with him. I'd go with Zay over him. And then I, this kid Isaiah likely is like a receiver out there at tight end. So that worries me too because our linebackers are really good. But I feel like our linebackers are going to be playing up in defense in preparation for Lamar taking off. So I feel like there's going to be holes right behind them in the middle of the safety little area right there. And I feel like that's going to be a nice zone where they're going to try and use likely to exploit. As far as the 49ers go, get them all on there. I don't care if uh, Brock Purdy is facing the number one quarterback defense. I don't care. This team just makes things happen. And the game plan is going to be to attack this secondary that as well plays a lot of cover two zone and Cover two zone against space eaters like the 49ers is going to be hell. I think that they won't be able to switch it to man coverage because one Marlon Humphrey is not good enough to cover either one of those receivers. And two, while Colin Hamilton is good, he's probably going to get out physical by George Kittle all day long. They match up height wise, but George Kittle is just a physical monster while Kyle Hamilton is just kind of like this tall, lanky guy who's just getting adjusted to being in the NFL. I don't think they're going to want to do that. So I think there's going to be a lot of room in this game for Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk to have great games. So moral of the story, as I've given it to you, just play everybody except for the one exception, like I said, is going to be Odell. I just don't think I – have, I have a feeling that Charbarius Ward's going to continue to play lockdown ball and play it on Odell Beckham Jr. I'll be wearing my garnet and gold as well, my friend. I'll be definitely pulling for your 49ers this Monday night. I'm excited for it indeed. Let's get it on, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's the holiday season. So you've had visions of sugar plums dancing in your head. Those are fantasies, ladies and gentlemen. And for Friday nights, we got Nikki in for some Friday night fantasies. Let's hit it. What's up, everybody? It's Nikki from the Blonde Blitz. And here are my week 16 fantasy clubs. Can I show you something? Oh. I was just smelling, smiling. I was just browsing. This week, I've got a crush on James Cook. Oh. He's been on absolute fire. Over the last two weeks, he scored 61.2 fantasy points. And this week, he's getting a Chargers defense that's allowed the six most fantasy points to opposing running backs. What? What happened? <laughs> Oof. I guess... Wouldn't be any. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are, harder than they are. I am infatuated with T. Higgins, who reminded oh. everybody on Saturday that he is still that guy scoring 22 fantasy points. 
with the expectation that Jamar Chase might miss some time this week, look for T. Higgins to become the number one target for Jake Browning. Even if T Jamar Chase does get some playing time, I still think this is a great game for T. Higgins in terms of volume. Because it's cold out? Yes, yes, yes. It is. It's a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple? <laughs> and finally, my heart belongs to my very first fantasy love, Matt Stafford. He's oh. playing some of the best ball he's played all season. Over the last four weeks, he's averaging 21 fantasy points per game. And even though they're getting a tough Saints defense, I don't think the Saints will have an answer for Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. So look for Matt Stafford to light your lineup on fire. I was just looking at something for my wife. God rest her soul. That's it, everyone, for week 16. Good luck, and I will see you in week 17. To say Merry Christmas to you. Oh. <laughs> Nikki, thank you so much once again filling our Friday nights. Well, we appreciate you. Happy holidays to you and yours. Make sure you check us out on Sunday morning, Christmas Eve. We got our Christmas Eve special. We'll talk about, of course, the uh, breakdown of the games on Saturday. And get you ready for Sunday, all the big games, and we'll get all our picks in. We got all of our friends along as well to get those lineups set. So we appreciate all of you to you and yours. Happy holidays, and we are out.